Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and two things up for review this week. First, there's the new film Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. And then finally, it is The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. First up is a film called Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, and it stars Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown stars as the pastor of a mega church in the South. Regina Hall is his wife, so I guess like the first lady of the church. And while they used to preach to tens of thousands of people, they have fallen upon uh, trickier times and now are trying to reopen and re-debut. It's filmed in a, a mockumentary style, which I think will inherently set people up to think it's an outright comedy. And it does have funny moments, but I do think it's actually more critical in a good way than uh, the, the trailers and promotional materials may make you think. I saw this one back at Sundance, and I recall enjoy. I've watched it since, but I enjoyed it, but it wasn't, in, you know, maybe successfully in a way, it wasn't satisfying at the end, which not every film has to leave you feeling warm and fuzzy or that everything was wrapped up with a bow, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the biggest challenge for me is I didn't necessarily feel like the characters had growth. And that's, I mean, it feels very necessary for every film to have, characters have to go on a journey. You need, you know, something to compel them along. And they do go on a journey. I just worry that they came out of it the same people at the end. And maybe that was just my interpretation of it. You know, I think people are going to take different things away from it. I also have zero experience with organized religion in this sense. One of the only reasons I knew some of the framework of the the megachurches, etc. is from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which tells you, again, my foundational knowledge levels because there's a, a ch- pastor or, yeah, she's a pastor of her church there. But you know, I, I do think that there are some really clever, nuanced moments in this film. This isn't a big, bright, in-your-face film. Again, I think the most misleading thing is the marketing materials trailer to what the film is actually covering in terms of content. And that's not to say it's also a downer, etc. I just think it has more depth than the, the trailer lets on in a good way. So this film is out streaming, and it's also in theaters, but I think for me, the fact that it's out streaming is kind of what saves it, because I don't know if I would be like, yes, you have to go see this in the theaters. It's just not, it's not a huge film in terms of visual spectacle and all these things, and the story is somewhat contained. So I think, especially if you do have experience with the South in particular, and and Baptist and megachurch culture, like this will really resonate with you in terms of the community and uh, you know I, I assume the pastors even as an outsider there are some very telling things that I was like oh this is a very clever way to demonstrate you know this couple's relationship with their community and uh, you know for better and for worse I think Regina Hall is truly outstanding and the Sterling K Brown is good but Regina Hall is really what elevates I think the film from being like no don't watch it too yeah yeah you, you it's worth watching I just would temper your expectation so I'm gonna give it 3.7 out of five. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. And I'm back. And then the next thing I have is The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. And much like everyone else, I've only seen the first two available episodes. Sometimes I get to see more of things. But uh, in this case, same as everyone else, I uh, am on the fence on this one. And it's challenging. So I have read all of the books. I have not read 
the Silmarillion and the Appendices, which this is based upon in a very long time. And also those books are not really prosaic. They are appendices. Uh, they are, you know, written in a more, uh, you know, encyclopedic way, I would call it, or almost biblical, actually, in that, I, I, you know, I remember there being a fair amount of begats happening. So they're not you know, you really have to expand upon the stories in them in order to make this, which gives you a lot of freedom, which is great, but it also is a lot of responsibility. And right now, two episodes in, I'm not feeling the same immersion and love for this world that I felt upon entering the world of Fellowship of the Ring, for example. And I'd read all the books before those movies came out because that's how old I am slash, you know, that's just the order I did things in. Um, And I just remember being absolutely obsessed and transported and all of these things. And obviously, it's not quite fair to Rings of Power because we've had this, you know, cinematic universe established at this point. We've had the Hobbits, which did their own, I'm not going to say damage to it but you know they were a different quality level and immersion level it feels like I think a lot of it has to do with like CG versus practical effects and just you know building out the physical worlds and how much the hobbits relied on those but but at the end of the day really it's story right like story is what is going to draw you into these things and I think the challenge with rings of power right now is that there doesn't I mean there is a focused story right we are looking at the rise of Sauron or the re-rise or you know whatever we're looking at a couple characters we sort of know you know we've got Galadriel and Elrond who you will recognize from the Lord of the Rings film trilogy I I don't love their performances yet and I have to realize that of course they're elves they have very long lifespans these are different characters than the ones that we see hundreds or whatever how many years later however I think the performance thing more has to do with the actors involved and, you know, not to shade them, but it's big shoes to fill, really big shoes to fill. And you have to do a really good job to differentiate yourself. And so far, not there yet. Um, I think the other thing is, you know, we are following a ton of different storylines and I don't feel invested in any of them yet. You know, again, we're, we're, we've got the classic driving story of good versus evil and that we're hunting down evil and all these things, but... I, you you need that emotional and character hook to get into it. And I think something like Fellowship establishes it really quickly. And, you you know, again, advantage of we have this wholesome protagonist at the beginning who's Frodo, who's like all of us and just along for the adventure and all these things. They sort of have the, again, I think sort of is the key word for this review because it's sort of... It's sort of like the films. It's sort of the characters we know. It's sort of got some of the elements, but it's just not there yet. And... Again, thinking about it, okay, we've seen two episodes of it. That is a a good two-thirds of at least the first Fellowship of the Ring. By the time I was into that, you know, you are in. You are invested. This, I don't feel that. And again, maybe maybe it is that whole big playground thing where you have a bunch of different characters to focus on and there's not this one, like, super centralized storyline or it's going to take longer. And again, I will also acknowledge this is a series, not a movie. And so, yeah, of course it's going to take longer to get to the thing that whatever they're trying to do here – but I either want to get there faster or I want to spend more time being compelled by these characters. And, you know, right now the dwarves are the front runners for me, which is not a bad thing. No shade to dwarves. But I, they were the ones I had the most emotional connection to. So obviously I'm going to stay with it. But I have, you know, not to get involved in the, the churn of online discussions, but I have yet to talk to a hardcore fan who's like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I wanted from this. And I've yet to talk to a casual fan who's been like, oh, yes, this is exactly like this is what it's going to take to get me into Lord of the Rings. 
So it does sit in this weird middle ground right now. And it totally has time to distinguish itself. I just went in with low expectations and still was, quite frankly, kind of bored during these first two episodes. So we'll see where it goes. But it's not a strong recommend. And in fact, I would say if you are someone who was tepid on it, don't start yet. Uh, I might come back to this and explain like later, yes or no, come watch this show. But if you are a hardcore Tolkien fan, like you're going to watch this no matter what. So it doesn't matter what I say. And I hope you enjoy it. And I hope there are a million things for you in it. But for the for the casual fan who's considering it and is not the most invested yet, I'd say let's hold off for a little bit. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.